Welcome to These Are My People, a podcast about finding, building, and engaging your audience. These Are My People asks artists and entrepreneurs to share their stories, strategies, and what they've learned on the road to reaching their true fans. These Are My People is a podcast produced by Smart House Creative, a marketing and digital strategy agency in Seattle, Washington. Hello, this is Brad Wilkie with These Are My People, and today we are honored to have Alexandra Billings as our guest. You may know her from uh, Amazon Transparent uh, television show, Global, uh, sorry, Golden Globe winning and Emmy Award winning uh, show, and she's here today to talk about building community, ways that she knew that she had an audience and cultivating that audience, and uh, a little bit about being a, a transgender trailblazer in, in a lot of ways. And that, those are my words, uh, not hers. So uh, welcome to the show, Alexandra. Thank you, hon. It's good to be here. Thank you. All right, great. So uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, your experience uh, starting on Transparent and then how that progressed where people might start recognizing, you know, like where it became like a, a, a new platform, a new level, and when you might have noticed that you had an audience that was interested in what you were doing as an actress, as a person, uh, and then also specifically on the show. Well, it's interesting. You know, you, a television show is a funny thing because you do it, and then, you know, you film it, then you go away and you live your life, and then it gets shown, and all of a sudden there are these reverberations that sort of happen afterwards. So it's, 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 it's very strange. So I think it's just been recently that all of us have sort of opened our eyes and gone, what the, is this really happening? That It's been extraordinary, the change. Yeah, and, and how have you dealt with it from, you know, the, the perspective of a you know, professional actor? Like, you, you know, you have to, like, make your way in the world. You have to look for new projects, and, and you see this audience that's being built. And how do you connect with that audience, uh, both online and offline? Well, I... I'm I'm fascinated, and I've always been fascinated with with um, the human existence and human behavior. So I I think the larger this project expands, the more voices are heard. So it's less about me being heard by more people, and it's more about me allowing more people to be heard. Because I really feel as though we're telling stories that are coming from the largeness of uh, uh, of this show and the crackings that it's sort of causing in the human dialogue. And so we're able to get more people in. I think that's more to the point. Yeah. So uh, bringing more people in, uh, let's talk a little bit about that sort of the trailblazing role. Now, like I said, you may not describe... Those are my word, right? Right. But do you feel a certain responsibility or like a certain, uh, like another role, another layer or a mask that might be worn as a, a, the face of, you know, more mainstreaming of the themes and the issues that are brought up in the show? Or do you see it more as a role that you're playing how do you do, like how do you separate that in your you know internally that 
that personal and, and private versus public? Well, that's a great question. And I, I don't think that there's really any difference for me between this idea of character and, and, and self. That's never been true for me. Um, and as I talked about today in the panel, Jeffrey Tambor, who plays Mora, uh, really comes from the same place that this this role is coming out of him in a way that is very true and, and seems historic. It's not something that he puts on. It's not a costume he puts on and then pretends to be somebody. It's, it's deeply spiritual for him. I mean, I watch it. I can see it. So I think f- for me, I, 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 feel, I feel much more like I am... I am much more able now, that I'm much l- larger now, that there is a, an expansion going on in me now that is about less about blazing any trails and more about just being aware and grateful for where I am and, and, and what the heck is going on. I'm thrilled to be living in this time. I feel like I'm one of many. I feel like my responsibility has been clear for decades now uh, that to be part of this human experience that we're in I'm responsible much less for the trans community and much more for the human community I feel and that's a that's a really I think insightful but also beautiful way to put it and oh yeah goodness (laughs) and you know I noticed during the the panel discussion that you you brought uh, spiritual elements in uh, occasionally and I felt like that was to me very interesting that that you were able to sort of integrate you don't hear that spoken a lot about in entertainment circles everything's very agnostic everything's very much uh, you know sort of in the moment so so what what does that mean to you that that spiritual element and how does it inform your your life and your work and sort of that you know that that greater connectedness, perhaps. Well, look, you know, all of us are in this thing for a very brief amount of time. And uh, we're all together. We're all in this thing together. And as much as we uh, have disdain for other people, don't agree with other people. You know, before we talk about all of the things that we don't agree on, let's have a conversation about all the things we do agree on. That, for me, is much more interesting and also ignites a fire of debate that doesn't come from animosity. So I've, I feel like the spiritual element that, that you refer to, which is part of my being, it, it is always there. Whether we acknowledge it or not is up to us. But it belongs in every conversation because we're all connected. That's a done deal. Whether you believe that to be true or not, that's a done deal. Absolutely. So, a few more questions here. Uh, what would you advise or what would you recommend or what are some, some tips that you might offer to uh, specifically uh, trans actors coming up the ranks right now or you know, somebody deciding? You know, I think something that you said during the panel that was very powerful was how you have never lived your life in secret but for 20 years, you've always been, every role has been a trans woman. It's not something that you've hidden. And I think, 
you know, in a lot of places that might not be Seattle or San Francisco or Los Angeles, like there is still that impulse perhaps to, to hide that, to keep that secret. And how would you sort of, what would be your advice or what have you learned living a life that's out in the open and not secret? How has that informed your career and how could it help other people, uh, you know, starting out, you know, like you were 20 years ago in a much different landscape, of course, but, you know, considering for today, what would you, you know, what would you offer as some, some tips or advice? Uh, well, I think the answer to your question is actually in your question because you're ex- it was that was very insightful what you just said about a different landscape, and I think that's what's important to remember is that the atmosphere is completely different than what it was, you know, 40 years ago when I first started acting. So the the uh, trans artist population now there's more doors to go through. There are more containers to fill. So. I try not to ever give advice because, my God, is that a good idea? I don't know if that's a good idea. You know, every time somebody asks me for advice, I think, get a Big Mac and things will be great. Like, that's the only... So I try never to give advice. The, I, I, the only thing I can say is uh, try to the best of your ability to learn from as many people as possible. Not about what's right and what's wrong, but about what serves you and thus serves humanity. Just do that as, it doesn't even, who cares, if, whether you're a, 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 a house husband or a lawyer, whatever it is that you're doing, try to do that to the best of your ability and as often as possible. Because our, what's our job on the planet? To tell each other's story. That's our job on the planet. You're doing it right now to, to, to pass along the thing that the other person gives you. That's that's the deal. So do that as often as you can, and I think I think you'll be serving. Well, that is uh, even though you don't do it very often, that is great advice. <laughs> oh, I just well there you are. Yeah. No, I thought it. Yeah. No, and I think people need to do it. Like you know, so many things about you know, especially like audience building or social media. It's about uh, broadcasting or promoting, and most people don't realize that one of the most important parts of that, if not the most important part, is listening. When promoting your project, it can sometimes feel like you're shouting into the void and nobody's listening. Smart House Creative is here to help. Visit smarthousecreative.com to learn more and get started today. That way, the next time you're shouting into that void, we'll make sure people are listening. Well, I think, you you know, when you mentioned about uh, Phil Donahue, yeah. and, and I mean, yes, I remember Phil Donahue, and I think that story that you told, like, I, I won't, don't want you to, like, try to retell, but, you know, that idea of sitting there with those pills, like, I mean, that was very powerful. Um, and then I ended up on his show. Oh, really? And then those people that I saw on television who saved my life when I was 16 years old, those five women that they were interviewing, I ended up working with at the Baton Show Lounge 10 years later. Wow. So, yes. But now that you mentioned that, um, I think there is a way to kind of integrate this in and maybe we can talk a little bit more here. Um, But how, you know, so back when the Phil Donahue show was on television, that was before social media, that was before everything. But what what was that like? Like being alone in that room and you saw this on TV and the thing that you mentioned that really stuck out to me was that that's me. 
there I am. And before you saw that type of representation, you may have felt alone. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but what was that, what was that experience like before social media, before there was a way to connect to a larger audience that might be more focused or specific? Here you are in your room watching Phil Donahue. Well, you, that's exactly right. I was alone. I was really, you know, and the funny thing was, I guess it's not so funny, the interesting thing is that I really didn't know when I was dressing up in my mother's clothes and putting on her makeup and lip syncing to, you know, Barbara Streisand, when I was doing all of that, I actually didn't know I was doing anything wrong until someone told me. And once they told me, then the shame began. You know, we, we, that's all learned behavior. Don't take the last cookie in the cookie jar or don't, you know, these things that we, our social construct is very important to us, especially as Americans. That's a big deal for us, how to behave, behave well, right? So I really didn't know that anything was wrong until I was told, you can't dress like that. You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't. This is wrong. Don't do this anymore. Shame on you. Then I started to feel very alone. Until then, I felt great. I was in costume. I was, I was, I was, you know, everything was going swimmingly for a little while. And then when the loneliness crept in and the shame and the guilt and then the, the yearning of needing to do this and wanting to do this and living my life in a truth that made no sense to me as a child just confused me. And people were really upset by it. My mother, my father, viscerally upset by it in a way that, that I knew because it was verbalized. You cannot behave this way anymore. What is wrong with you? Maybe we need to take you to see somebody. I knew something was terribly wrong with the way I was behaving. So once I saw my reflection on television, the Phil Donahue show and these guests that I saw, these transgender guests that I saw, until then, I really thought I was crazy. And I really thought that everyone would be just better off without me. And then that was a seminal moment for me, seeing those women. Seminal. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, that's, I think, something that a lot of people should hear. <laughs> that, that really is uh, kind of nails it. Um, so, uh, in closing here, with... Alex Billings, where can people find you online? You know, what do you have coming up next in addition to the third season of Transparent? And, you know, kind of how can people connect with you? I forgot until you said that. I for See, it's like I said, you go, you do the show and then you go and live your life. And you literally said the third season of Transparent. You know what went through my mind? Oh, my God. Is there a third season of Transparent? Yeah, the third season comes out, I think, in September, I guess. I think that's right. Um, I'm doing a lot of teaching. I have a film that's coming out called Valley of Bones that's coming out with um, Autumn Reeser that should be coming out soon and then uh, some other stuff that I can't talk about because weirdness. It's such a strange business. Like, we want you to come and do this thing. Don't tell anyone you're doing this. Thing. Like, why is that true? Like, we're spies of some kind or something. Um, uh, but I'm doing a lot of teaching over the summer, which is my, my other joy and my other passion. 
So I'm, I'm, I'm doing that. That's really all I can tell you. Isn't that awful? No, it's not bad. But what about uh, where people can find you? A website? Where can or- find me. They can find me. Notice I went right to what am I doing next? I'm so full of it. So um, they, I'm all, I love this. I love the Facebook. I'm all over the Facebook. I post like crazy. Like I'm a meth head with the Facebook. And then I have an Instagram, Alex S. Billings. I tweet constantly. So I'm on the Twitter. I'm all over. My stu- students try to get me on. What's the thing that happens and then it goes away really? Snapchat? Good for you, Snapchat. Nice work. They try to get me on that, but it doesn't last. It goes away. And I said, I don't want to do that. I don't want to go away. Forget it. I want it to be there forever. So I'm not on the Snapchat, but I'm on the other things. All right. Yeah. Well, that's great. So now you know where to find Alex online and follow her, uh, her work and her career. And uh, this has been These Are My People. We've uh, had our guest, Alex Billings, who's here in uh, Seattle right now for the 11th Annual Translations Film Festival put on by $3 Bill Cinema. This is your host, Brad, and uh, we'll see you around. Thanks for listening. These Are My People is a podcast produced by Smart House Creative, a marketing and digital strategy agency in Seattle, Washington. 